0: Hi, my friends. Welcome back to another
1: episode of Third Eye Awakening. All right. I am going to do another solo solo episode that is sort of a build on from my last episode, which was about what I think is going on here. Like, what, how I view reality, the holographic simulation, the sort of like Enki Enlil kind of factions of. Creator beings that that we essentially are that we are created from, and today I want to take it in the direction of like, all right, well, okay, like cool, 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 cool. Uh, what are we supposed to do with this information, though? Like, what are we doing here? Because as you know, my mission is our mission. I I seem to well, maybe you know that, maybe you don't. I feel like it's obvious because I feel like that's all I ever ever think about or talk about is like the nature of reality but in terms of like okay but what is our mission meaning i freaking know that i was born for a reason i know that i chose this incarnation that i did not i did not end up here by happenstance from a level of unconsciousness within the illusion that i i came here on purpose essentially And that so did so many of you, which is why he resonated with me. And, you know, therefore we just kind of want to know, well, then like, like what is the purpose? What is the reason? Why did I come here? What am I supposed to do? All right. I I took a bunch of notes beforehand to try and organize my thoughts, but now I'm looking at them and I'm like, that didn't help at all. (laughs) So let's just, Take a quiet moment to tune in and see where do I want to start. All right, I think I want to tr- start in terms of the galactic narrative. So, so something that I shared in my transcend masterclass that I did a while ago is that in February I got this this answer to a question that I had. I got it while I was having some body work done and part of the body work was acupuncture. So I was lying on the table and I had a bunch of needles in my body, <laughs> which maybe like like, maybe an even clearer channel in that moment. But I got this message that we're already on the ships. And as you heard in my conversation with Elizabeth April, There's a part of me that is like, I don't even believe in ships, but I've seen them so many times now that I know I know that ships are real. I think I just don't believe in the way that they're depicted on, I don't know, TV shows and movies and whatever. But I got this message that we're already on the ships. And what it ultimately meant is that there is an aspect of us that is like asleep in a sort of induced coma state. Let's put it that way. And we are having a bunch of information fed into our nervous system, a bunch of data inputs that affect the way that we translate and experience this holographic simulation. So there is a part of us that is outside of the simulation and is like, uh, asleep, kind of like in the movie Avatar. It's not exact. It's not the perfect analogy, but you know how Jake, he goes, like, he's a human and he goes to sleep as a human and then he enters the Avatar and he lives through the Avatar perspective. Then he's both. He's both. Like, he's not one or the other. He's both simultaneously. So it's kind of like that. Like, there is, the, we are both. We are some kind of being. What kind? I don't know. I haven't seen that yet. And we are on the ships. We're on some kind of like advanced deck. I don't know. (laughs) In these, in these sleeps, these temporary sleep states that allow us to immerse ourselves in this holographic simulation. And then we are surrounded by and cared for and tended to by a bunch of like our, like, colleagues, contemporaries, co-workers, associates, whatever, meaning that they aren't hierarchically superior to us, but they they kind of function like lab workers. They are benevolent. I don't feel anything nefarious about this part that I'm talking about at all. I, I feel like all the nefariousness that I tune into is contained in this realm that we are currently incarnated in. So. I see us surrounded by these light beings who are mediating the data inputs that we're receiving that affect our experience of our own simulation and the collective simulation. And, you know, they're, they're monitoring our vital signs and whatever things that, you know, such lab workers would do. And... That isn't even the. That isn't even remotely not even close to like the highest pinnacle peak of creation either. That's like, I. I mean, creation is infinite, but again, I just want to reiterate that when I talk about these light beings, I'm not talking about God. God is so much bigger. (laughs) It's so much bigger than that. Anyway, anyway, okay. So the galactic narrative you know, about like reptilians or draconians and lyrians and all all those things and like the galactic wars and things like that. I actually believe that those are the narrative of the simulation. So not that it's not true, but just that it's not the absolute truth. And the only reason I say this is because we can kind of get hung up on on these perspectives like the perspective of good versus evil or the perspective of like galactic wars and stuff and even starseed identity as though that is like oh like I finally understand the truth of myself but there's always more truth there's always more and the the more we move in the direction of the absolute truth, the less defined it becomes. Because the absolute truth, the only absolute truth I know of that I can connect with is love. And it is a love that is so pure. It is so, it's like an ecstatic level of love that anytime I have ever felt it, I feel like I could melt, I could explode. I don't even have words. Like if I were to try and communicate that love, It would just sound like, I don't know, a shriek or a scream or a wail, but it's the most beautiful feeling. It that to me is absolute truth because that frequency permeates everything. It is what is beneath the illusion. It's what the illusion is made of. It's what the truth is made of. It's like it's everything. So The Galactic Wars and and all that kind of stuff, to me feels like actually it's part of the simulation, meaning that if we were to pretend, like if we were to take the analogy of World of Warcraft, and like this is, this that we are in is a giant like virtual reality, like extremely intelligent, advanced, world of warcraft type simulation you know where it's a multiplayer game it's non-local like you you just tap into it via the internet you don't need a, you don't need like a disc you know to do people even use discs for games anywhere i actually don't know because i'm not a gamer anyway world of warcraft has a story that gives that that game a context you know what i mean like It gives the characters an objective. And there's a lot of freedom, as I understand, because I used to have a boyfriend many years ago who was a big World of Warcrafter. So I kind of watched him play it a lot in that way that, you know, boyfriends just think their girlfriends want to watch them play video games all the time. Like, that's a fun thing to do. (laughs) Which is why he's my ex and not my husband. Anyway, I watched him play enough to have gotten the impression that back then anyways, World of Warcraft, there was a lot of flexibility. Like you could, you create your character, you like customize your character, you kind of pick one of a bajillion different sort of like themes or realms or whatever within the World of Warcraft game. You have different objectives based on which character you are. It it gives context to the whole game. Unlike unlike an air quotes game such as Gary's Mod, which as I understand because my son used to love playing with Gary's Mod, is it's just an open sandbox, meaning that there is no objective. You just go and fuck around with the different things you can do in Gary's Mod. So it's, it's, it's a purely creation environment. It doesn't have a narrative programmed into it to give it a context that allows for objectives. I believe that our simulation that we are in is an objective-based simulation, which is why so many of us, so many of us feel driven to find our purpose and why we feel frustrated when we kind of like, we feel like we're having to expend all of our life force and creative energy working at jobs just for the purposes of being able to pay our bills. And, you know, we're operating from that survival level. It's very frustrating because like, I didn't come for this, what am I even doing? What, what's, what's the point of being here? Right? So, some of you may know of the kind of like the galactic narrative, galactic narrative of like the Orion Wars, uh, things like that. Where basically there's a story that the I don't know if they're Draconians. I honestly can't remember. I'm just gonna please forgive me if you're listening and you're somebody that meticulously cares about detail and I am getting things wrong. Please give me your grace because I'm just. I'm just going to run with it. I'm not one of those hyper detail oriented people as you can probably tell. Okay. So the way I understand the story is like, you know, whatever, there's this universe, a lot of the, the intelligent life in our galaxy was coming from the Arcturian constellation, as well as the Lyran constellation initial, initially. And Lyrens are normally known as feline, kind of like cat, like cat humanoid beings. And I definitely, when I tune into people, like I'm really good at spotting people's star seat energy. And I definitely tune into that with the Lyrans. Like I, there's just something, there's much more to them as well. It's not that they look like cats or anything. It's just that it's an energy that I understand of us being feline. and. The Arcturians are like, I don't know, they're just a different group. I've spoken about Arcturians before. My oldest son is Arcturian. I believe that I am Arcturian fleeting hybrid. I really recognize Arcturians with a lot of ease and they are very, well, I'm not going to go into that. If you want to know about the different starseed groups through the lens of Amy, you can join me in the Galactic Gateway Masterclass, which is happening. In a couple days. <laughs> or you can watch the replay. So yeah, I'm gonna talk about that in greater depth there. But anyway, everything was hunky-dory in this in this galaxy within this universe. And then there was an invasion by like Draco reptilians or something like that from a different universe, and they came in through the I guess the Draco constellation, something to that effect. Anyhow, anyhow, and then they just kind of wreaked havoc because they wanted to manipulate and they they were conquesters, like they were very the energy that we associate with colonialism and yeah, colonizing and it colonizing the expanding for the sake of dominion over everything, I guess, is how the story goes. And then there's a lot more detail, and I won't get lost in it, but I just want to say. That what I perceive is that, on one hand, that is real because souls have lived through the lens of that narrative, and yet I don't believe it's the absolute truth. I believe that it is like the story that was programmed into the simulation so that I don't know. I think you're all put, picking up what I'm putting down, but it's like, it is so that we can understand ourselves and experience this game in the context of a story. I don't believe this realm started out that way. When I talk about being star beings who, you know, sometimes we were flooding the hill, and sometimes we were giving the the wisdom or the technologies or whatever, I don't believe that this narrative applied to that time. I believe eventually the narrative was sort of like became necessary for, or maybe it was just optional. I don't know. Maybe it was chosen for this realm. But I think that at some point the the simulation got hijacked, as I said before, meaning that, you know what it honestly feels like? So the, the other night I tapped into the, the simultaneous experience of being the watcher and the watched. That there is an audience that is watching us and they are, they are, some of them are us. And then there's us and we are on earth and we're being watched. And we it's like, we're, Fucking mad about it a lot of the time. Like, it's just infuriating to be watched and to be so disregarded. Like, when people are like, why does God let people suffer? That's a, that's, that question is a total misunderstanding of the hugeness of God and the, the tininess of us. And I don't mean our insignificance. I mean, in the infinite, the infinite scales at which consciousness, the consciousness of God manifests through all of creation is like, in a way, God doesn't even know you, which if that doesn't jive with you and it goes against your religious belief or your spiritual faith or whatever, you know, again, I'm just a human. Don't take it as a point of fact that's just how I perceive it in the same way that I don't know the individual cells that comprise me. But yet those cells are me and they are, they're an inherent part of the expression of my consciousness in this form. So, but when we ask questions like existential questions, like why does God let all this suffering happen? It's really that part of us that feels abandoned here. It's the part of us that knows that there's a counterpart to our consciousness that is just fucking watching this shit and eating popcorn. <laughs> and we're mad about it. We're mad. And I feel like there was a group, just as there was a group from the outside that wanted to keep control over this simulation, there was a group from the inside that is like, fine, fuck you we're going to be in this simulation and you're just going to leave us here to, you know, experience all of this with, and, and to watch us with mild amusement and curiosity and otherwise indifference, then we're just going to take over this place. We're going to hijack it and we're going to turn it into like ours. You know, it's, a, it's an act of rebellion, which is ultimately what the dark forces on this planet are, is an act of rebellion. It's like biting your thumb at air quotes God. It's, I believe that's why they're so angry. And they also know it's like they, a lot of them are connected enough with their watcher counterpart, their observer counterpart, that they know that ultimately what happens here is in the grand scheme of things inconsequential. And so, as far as they're concerned, they just get to do whatever the frick they want without having to worry about collateral damage, even though that's not actually how things work at all. But I think that's the perspective. So basically what I'm saying in a long-winded roundabout fashion is that I believe that at some point the simulation got hijacked because the, the, the human avatars that we are and the consciousness that occupies these human avatars some of them just got pissed about it and are like, we're taking over this realm then. If if we have to be here, then we're taking over and we are we're making it what we want it to be. Where do I want to go from here? Man, I have so many things to say. It's wild. And of course, I forgot to <laughs> forgot to look at the time when I started this. So I don't know. I've been rambling for it already. So bringing it back to like, well, what are we supposed to do here? Like, okay, great. I believe that's why so many of us are born with this sense of being a star seed, with this, with this imprint. It's like we chose our character to go back to the analogy of World of Warcraft. We chose and customized our character. And when somebody is like, you know, they're a Lyran being, maybe they have some avian energy to them as well. It's like they are a certain kind of hybrid character that has certain frequency codes embedded in their unique soul geometry, their unique soul blueprint that allows them to emit a particular frequency of consciousness that as I said, like helps to recode the simulation from the inside out. And so a lot of us, we we came to reincarnate from a place of power, of the highest level power accessible to us at the given time that we chose an incarnation. And I mean, even putting it that way is incorrect because time unravels differently than how we experience it. But that is a way too long of a tangent to entertain at this time. So we come, we come in with different frequencies. Like some people come in with angelic soul origins, angelic soul frequencies. Some come in with the creator frequencies. Some come in with the dragon frequency. I've been feeling it so much lately. Some come in with, Andromedan, Lyran, Arcturian, Pleiadian, Procyonian, uh, Syrian, And then others that I can't think of off the top of my head right now. And then I, and others that like, I've connected with some people. I'm like, well, you're definitely in Starzeed. And I don't like my conscious mind doesn't know the... The constellation or the star system that you are from. Like, I don't know what the name is, but I feel the energy of it. And we come, we've come in with this level of consciousness that is, it's being activated as we awaken, that allows us to support the service to other mission. To use that languaging, that terminology, I, yeah, like hearing the frequency codes of this higher level of consciousness, this ability to navigate, like being an empath or be having like telepathic abilities, the ability to like hold deeply hold space for people's trauma to alchemize it and transmute it, and to alchemize and transmute our own trauma, right? And we've we've come because ultimately what I believe, the direction I'm going with all of this is that consciousness has become trapped here. But I think I've spoken about this before, but I'm going to go into it again anyway, where what I see is that group that I was talking about that's like pissed about being alive here. And they're they're like, fine, fuck you. I have to be here then this is gonna be my world. We're taking over. And like we don't give a shit about collateral damage because we we are connected enough with what is going on outside of the simulation that we know that there is there is there is no great consequence ultimately that will although like I hesitate because that does not excuse you know it's not excuse what we would understand as evil but that group decided to trap the consciousness here and 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 also i think from the outside we needed to trap them in here because they just kind of went rogue and got pissed off and they're not operating from their heart star connection to source to the divine christ consciousness holy moly i'm like as every word that i say i'm like i could take these on entire gigantic rabbit trails okay they're not they're not connected to their heart portal they're not connected to creator consciousness they're not connected to divine source they are they're they're trapped in the emotional experience of being in a fishbowl in an illusion and and so they've hijacked this realm and so i believe that on one hand they've cast a frequency net of their own which is when i talk about the false matrix that's what i'm referring to it's this like it's this frequency net of you know like toxins in our Food in our soil, in our air, in our water, in our cosmetic products, in our like our home, our physical environment, like the you know, flame retardant shit that we have in kids' pajamas, like you know, and the, the all the chemicals in our upholstery, like there's so many chemical toxins in our environment, which keep us at a low frequency, generally speaking, low, low frequency of consciousness. They're kind of like. What they do is they scatter the light. So rather than the, the light and light being consciousness, okay, rather than light being able to channel its flow through us and through all forms in clear, clear channels, it's like they gunk up the pathway and scatter the light. It's like putting a bunch of like refractory. I don't know, like mirrors, like refractory surfaces that that break the beam of light, but scatter it in chaotic directions, so that all the information is kind of separated from itself. So they they do this. Or if you want to think of it another way, that's kind of a little abstract, and you're like, what are you talking about? Another way to imagine it is like if we think about a river system. And we think about the light of consciousness being like the water flowing through a river. The more unimpeded the river is, the faster the water flows, right? The, the, the clearer the channel, literally. And then if you wanted to block a channel, you would throw a bunch of debris in the river or maybe you would create a dam or whatever. But you know what I mean? Like you're blocking the, the natural flow the free flow of that element. And in this case, I'm talking about the light of consciousness. So there's this frequency field that is created, this low vibrational frequency field that's created here by a bunch of souls that are pissed about being here and are like, fine, fuck all of me then. And they're the ones that kind of use us for our like they harness our louche, They, they they're the ones that they also part of their frequency net is all the, the false programming and predictive programming we receive through our various forms of media. Those are all keeping us locked in a narrative perception that encourages victim consciousness. It basically what it does is it discourages us from knowing ourselves as God's self. It discourages us from accessing that, that Christos consciousness, that that Christ's self frequency, which is like the complete, to me, the Christ consciousness is being in the simulation and being able to see it for what it is, and then being able to act from that space of seeing it for what it is, so that then you become so powerful that, but from a place of heart centered benevolence, not like corrupt power, but like unity consciousness with creator you become that clear clear divine channel and so you can basically like like the the hologram has to respond to you i mean it responds to all of us all the time but when we're in our christ consciousness or our god self or whatever words you want to put on it it's like we we consciously know ourselves as such and it's so practiced that it's first nature. It's not even second nature. It, it becomes first nature. It just is who we are. And then the the hologram has to respond. It's like the hologram just moves out of the way for you and and yields all that you essentially command it to through your thought field. But again, like it's 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 like a place of merging our own ego with the will of the divine. Again, another rabbit hole. So so there's this frequency now that's created to keep us in these lower vibrational fields. And then of course, like, oh my God, the level of programming, the level of trauma that we all receive. And then we just end up like being agents of the matrix for the, the, the agents of the false matrix, like we become agent Smiths ourselves on behalf of the false matrix, because, you know, so many of us are operating from a place of unmetabolized, unconscious trauma, and then we just fucking hurt each other from that place of trauma. We just, we just perpetuate the trauma onto others, right? So it's like, oh, what a mess. And so consciousness is trapped. And then on the other hand, I also believe so the way I understand the firmament is like if we wait, do I even want to go down this road? No, no, I'll talk about the firmament later. It's way too big of a a thing. I need to talk about it for way too long if I <laughs> if I go into that. But point being that you know how we hear about how they try to build rockets and blast through the, the firmament. It's because they want out of this goddamn fishbowl and they don't understand the way out is through your heart portal that when you go into the heart portal, you, you, I don't know how to put it. Like you, yeah, you inwardly somersault in on yourself and you get spit out on the other side out of the illusion without necessarily. I don't know that we take our bodies. That's on the conversation of the firmament and what I think the ascension is. So it's a whole other topic. But anyway, <laughs> the elites <clears throat> or the archons, the incarnated archons, whatever words we want to use, they, they want to break out of the firmament rather than cultivating their inner heart chakra space. And I believe that there is a degree of affirmament firmament that is put in place also to like contain that. It's almost like so that every single soul has to, that is in this simulation, has to work through the density before they can leave in order to make sure that that density doesn't get carried forward out of this realm kind of the way that I don't know if you've ever had like a really messed up dream and you wake up in the morning and like the emotional quality of it lingers with you and maybe you feel angry at the person that was in your dream but you're like I can't actually be mad at this person because like it was just a dream but you know some some souls at the level of consciousness that they're at they might actually be pissy at the person and treat them differently for the rest of the day until the feeling wears off because of what happened in a dream, which obviously like the other has no control over. So I believe that there is a, like, there is a trapping of consciousness in two levels. Oh man. It's interesting to just sit down and try and articulate all of this too. It's, I have these thoughts going on in my mind literally 100% of the time. That is not an exaggeration. (laughs) But I'm often not speaking them out loud, or if I am, they're in like snippety little bits to like tie the clients and, and things like that. Anyway, bringing it back. Consciousness is trapped. What are we here to do? Well, let me just share with you I got this really, really huge transmission, which I alluded to at the end of my previous solo episode. Maybe it was probably about six weeks ago now, this huge transmission and about what we're here to do. So ultimately what I believe that we are here to do, ultimately all of us is work through the illusion of this, of the narrative of this simulation. Like I said, until we are free of the illusion, I believe we cannot leave the simulation. In other words, until we realize that this is a game and we don't get caught up in the game anymore, we can't leave. When we get caught up in the game, whoop, we're back like snapped into the the simulation. And it's a practice. It is a process. It is a practice and a process for me. Again, I will say I do not believe or feel or claim that I'm anchored in the Christ consciousness frequency. Not nope. <laughs> but I am on my way. And for me, I know that's what I'm supposed to do. So again, to me, that means recognizing the game for what it is. Recognizing the game and being in the place of such like not only divine neutrality, but it's like divine neutrality that is rooted in love, that you can behold any part of this intense illusion, intensely painful, intensely intense, very uncomfortable illusion, and cold neutrality, but it's like the most loving neutrality where you can look at it and see it, all of the pieces with love. I believe that's what we're all doing. And I believe that we have come here with those unique frequency geometry blueprints that recode the simulation. As we anchor into them and purify our own geometries, we recode the simulation in a direction that is like, so beautiful and so carbonized, and we are dissolving illusion. But I got this transmission about a specific process of liberating consciousness. And <laughs> like now I'm like, oh, how do I talk about it? Okay. So so this huge transmission was about sorcery and source like sorcerers and sorceresses s-o-u-r-c-e-r-e-y or s-o-u-r-c-e-r-e-s-s so source like being so connected to source that we realize that we can like move shit here energetically move shit that changes the physical uh, expression of this holographic simulation. And so I, I, maybe I I'll just go through it and literally in the way that the information came through. So the first thing was like handing over your DNA to be reconfigured, purified, and upgraded. And I wanna be very clear that this is not man-created DNA upgrades. This is not no... <laughs> This is not about injection technology. If you know what I'm alluding to, I don't know why it cares? fuck censorship. This is not about the vaccination, not about pro-vaccine, anti-vaccine, whatever, whatever. That's not what it is at all. It is the recognition that our, our consciousness is being so rapidly upgraded and it is having a trickle down effect in our physical apparatus, like our physical vessel, our avatar at the DNA level, which is to say the, it's ultimately at the subatomic level, like at the source code of our individual holograms. It is our, so we call it DNA reconfiguration or upgrades, but it's actually your holographic source code is being upgraded. And then I saw a process of actively connecting to and channeling the holographic central sun. And then the next piece of information I got is that a certain number of us are being summoned into grid work ceremonies involving movement, sound, the drawing of symbols and channeling. And. (sighs) Okay, so these ceremonies are Ultimately, they are ceremonies to open up portals and stargates to usher in new consciousness. So benevolent, interdimensional beings who are here kind of to like, uh, like come in and I don't even know how to put it. I hope you understand. Like, I hope you can just feel my energy and receive it. English fails, but it's like they, they come in and they literally perform what we might understand as miracles like completely alter the hologram, but in, in the most benevolent and beautiful ways, but also opening up portals to liberate consciousness out of the illusion of this simulation, out of the game. Consciousness that is ready to go and be set free, that has been trapped under the firmament and the frequency, the low vibrational frequency net. So ultimately, what I saw is that we're being summoned into these very specific grid work ceremonies. Some of us, I mean, if it doesn't apply to you, don't worry, just listen out of curiosity, I guess. But I know this is this is for some people. And we are. What I saw is that it's like, it's 13 of us for each grid work ceremony. And I'm going to describe the different roles and see if you, if any of it makes sense to you. Okay. So what I saw is that we're being summoned to these ceremonies and we're going to like, I don't know, like draw a circle, create a circle around this specific spot on, on earth, there are multiple spots, but I'm just pretending I'm talking about one ceremony right now. So like, let's just say, you know, we're at this one location and there's this, this spot where the portal can be opened. Energetically, it's the perfect point on earth. And so we create a circle around it and energetically we cast a circle. and. At the four corners, the Southeast Northwest corners, there are, I saw this as being 12 women and one man, but I think what it is, is 12 predominantly feminine divine feminine avatars and one divine masculine avatar. So I don't think it matters what your genitalia reflects. It's more energetic, but I'm just gonna use the terms women and men for simplicity. So I saw four women, and they're standing one at each corner, and they are the sentinels. They are the guardians of the circle and the ultimately the portal, but they are guards at ease, but vigilant, ready to, you know, step into action as it is required. And then at the entrance to the circle, at the threshold of the circle, is somebody that I'll call the singer. and. She is there to sing a siren song to all the consciousness that is ready to be transitioned through the portal and liberated from this realm. Then within the circle, there is the speaker who is here to... Speak the words that open up the portal. And it's almost like the way that we would understand, like a priest, but minus all of the hijacked, corrupted, you know, religious energy, but kind of that role of like the person who performs the words, who performs the ceremony through their vocal cords. And then there are two dancers. And they do these synchronized movements that combined with the speaker and combined with the next one who is the scribe who draws these symbols on the earth on a specific point on the earth, the, the dancers, the scribe and the speaker together all open the portal. And The Dancers, it kind of reminds me of the show The OA on Netflix. If you haven't watched The OA, just watch it, seriously. But if you have watched it, then you'll know what I'm talking about. It's kind of like that. It doesn't so much look like a dance. It looks like movements. And then there is, let me see, where am I? The the angel of life and the angel of death. And all that means is that there are two women standing at the portal and, 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 or the stargate or whatever. And one of them ushers consciousness into this realm, into this simulation. And one of them ushers consciousness out of this simulation. And they are like these angelic beings. And some of the consciousness that we're ushering is like kind of, soul fragments of earthbound spirits otherwise known as ghosts of of people who have died like incarnations that happened and the incarnation ended and perhaps part of their consciousness um left or reincarnated but part of them is lingering and or maybe they're just in their their period where they're you know they're in between incarnations and it's like We're not pushing anybody through who isn't ready. That's why the singer is there. She is singing this firing song, calling them forward. If they're ready to go, if they're ready to be transitioned over, and I don't mean being transitioned into the false light. I mean, transitioned out of the simulation, like returned back to that which exists outside of the simulation. And the way it looked to me from their perspective is the reason that these two women are called the angel of life and the angel of death is because it's like that being that is so beautiful that you could just cry that is there with you when you're being born and is there with you when you're dying, no matter what the nature of your birth or your death. And then there is somebody that the only word that I can use to describe it is the hands. And she is the hands because she holds her hands at the mouth of the portal or the stargate. And she kind of holds this, this field between her hands that, and it's almost like offering a blessing and a benediction, but wordlessly with her hands energetically. And like everybody who passes every piece of consciousness, sorry, it's not always human consciousness every bit of consciousness that passes through the portal must pass through the field that she creates with her hands. And it's like the last insurance that I don't know. It's like, it's like she washes them off. You know, she washes off any remaining residue of illusion. Or if they're coming in, it's like, she keeps them clean or something like that. I don't know how else to describe it, but I just, felt the absolute necessity of this and then there is one more woman within the circle and she is the witness and again I want to reiterate that when I say woman I mean predominantly divine feminine energy but it could be either you know types of bodies so she is the witness and all she does with open eyes and open heart, she witnesses all that transpires. And the final 13th member, the divine masculine member, is the defender. And he is outside of the circle. And he is the first line of protection and defense to ensure that the eye of Sauron does not see the circle. And that if the eye of Sauron does see the circle and, you know, like sends his orc army... (laughs) To take over that portal and that stargate, because we know that there are battles for portals and stargates, that the defender is there to defend, to make sure that nothing hijacked, nothing corrupt, nothing without the purest, heart-centered, creation-centered, Christ consciousness frequency can enter that circle. Okay. So this is a long long podcast episode. Thank you for bearing with me if you're still here. So what I saw is that the purpose of this is to I saw this process. I've been seeing it for a while. Actually, I tapped into it through my beautiful soul sister Jillian. What what? Hey girl, who has such a beautiful soul, such a beautiful soul mission, and I saw that she's among one of those here to dissolve physical forms and release the trapped consciousness in those physical forms. And I mean, man-made forms. The consciousness in natural organic forms is not trapped, no matter how physical they are. The consciousness in a rock is not trapped. But if we were to take a, a kid's playground, for example, that that kid's playground, the physical matter that comprises it is is consciousness but it has been altered and the the like the energy of consciousness can't flow freely through it anymore if that makes sense it's like stuck in that form and that's why they eventually erode and wear down whereas Natural forms, such as rocks, trees, plants, you know, all that organic forms, they never erode and wear down, not even in their death process. They continue to be incredibly dynamic. Even like if you take a fallen tree, it like, yes, it decays and everything, but it ends up growing mushrooms. It, it, it is, it's never separated from life, the flow of, of life force. Consciousness energy. But a a kid's playground or any other physical man made object for that matter is subject to depredation because it is separated from the flow of conscious energy. And what I saw is that some of us have the ability to dissolve those physical forms and liberate the consciousness. And so that energy is going to cross through as it is ready. We will be dissolving and crossing thought forms, dissolving and crossing emotional forms. And any other consciousness that is ready to to pass through, including soul fragments and like, yeah, dis- disincarnated, deceased, uh, human, leftover human consciousness, any, any types of consciousness, things that my human brain can't even conceive of. So, okay, so yeah, so these are the, grid Work ceremonies that I've been seeing, and i I have to say I don't know when they will happen I don't know I know like I described in five d light bridge if you happen to watch that it's on YouTube if you haven't seen it for free, but like it I understand now the folly in trying to predict dates because it's it's like trying to pinpoint when something happens in a dreamscape. It just happens when all the other variables are in support of it. I don't know how else to put it. But I feel that this is probably happening in our lifetime. And if it's not happening in our lifetime, I, I feel like I would say 90% confident that it's happening in our lifetime. If it's not happening in our lifetime, then it's very important that this information comes through and that we become like keepers and we hold it. It's like we're holding the torch to pass on to those who are actually going to perform them. But I feel very much like we are going to be performing them, those of you who resonate with this. And so I also got a whole bunch of other instructions about needing to do, like basically the process of how to do this, how to locate our stargates and portals, how to open them, how to ground Uh, Yeah. How to open up the channel. Like it's so, there's so many aspects to it. And so i I am creating this journey, I guess. I never know what to call the things that I create, but this one, especially like, I I don't know what to call it. This journey (laughs) of, of how to do this. And it's going to be five months long and it's starting in August and it's called Sorceress the Answer. So if you attended Sorceress the Call, then you heard the call, but this is, this is part of the call. And if this resonates with you and you know, you're, you know you're supposed to be part of this, then this is Sorceress the Answer. But I'm just gonna call it Sorceress Henceforth. And I want to, again, emphasize that this is not about your genitalia. This is about your energetics. And if you are a male and this resonates with you, I welcome you with the widest open arms and the most open heart and so much love and appreciation. And there is a fucking place for you here. So please don't, you know, don't let this feed into any stories of like, there's no space for men in these communities. I know it can seem that way. And I know that That's true on a lot of levels, but in my world, it's not. If you are a man and you are like here for this, oh my God, I love you. Thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) Like, I love you. Thank you. So this is a five month process. It's, It's like, it is deep work. Oh my God, deep work. It's like light language attunements in preparation for this deep soul retrieval and vessel clearing, learning to open up the channel, meeting the higher self, meeting the archetype, meeting the intergalactic self, the angelic self, or your intergalactic and angelic crew, meeting the avatar self. There's a naming ceremony of its whole process. It's, it's anyhow. Okay. So. I don't really know what else to say apart from stay tuned for the information. Maybe it will be in the show notes. That's up to my editor. <laughs> or you can probably find it on my website or keep an eye on social media. The information will definitely be forthcoming because it starts next month. But this is, this is like, yeah, this is the big shit. We're here to liberate consciousness. And the last thing I'll say before I I let you all go from this very (laughs) self-indulgent solo cast is that, so I was watching the OA. After I got this transmission, I was like, holy shit, I have to watch the OA. And I had already seen it like three times because I love it so much. So I'm watching it for like the fourth time. I hadn't seen it in a few years after receiving this transmission. And I got to the end of season one in the scene where there's the school shooting in the cafeteria and they, you, fi- you finally see the full sequence of the movements. And I started bawling, bawling, because I, it's like I understood like, oh my God. <laughs> like, I'm here to liberate consciousness. That's what I'm here for. That That is my mission. It's like suddenly I understood truly what my mission is. Like, yes, I'm an activator and I'm a mission activator and I'm a broadcaster and I'm here to talk to you all and I'm here to rally you and pull you in and remind you you're born for a motherfucking reason. You don't. You're not just here by happenstance. You are powerful. Step the fuck into it. You're needed. But I remembered in that moment that my mission is to liberate consciousness. And it hit me so deeply in my heart, like right into my heart portal, like how tired we are. And and it feels like we've been trapped for so long. And and yet as I say this, it's like, you know, for all I know, we've been in a simulation for 20 minutes. I don't know in in like in terms of. Our outside self, outside of the simulation self, but from being in here, it feels long, doesn't it? It feels like we've been here for a long time. It feels, it feels a little bit exhausting, and yet, you know, I'm not defeated. I'm not pessimistic. I'm, I'm so. I feel so powerful about it. But I also feel like, oh, thank God, we're finally remembering. Thank God, the amnesia veil is lifting. Thank God, yes, I'm here to liberate consciousness. And I can't think of a more worthy purpose or mission, at least not for myself. And I just wanted to share that in case that is your mission too. Because it's just time for us to step into it. Whether it's stepping into this with me Or it's stepping into something else. Maybe you have a different mission. Whatever it is, it's time. It's time. Let's do it. (sighs) Okay, my beautiful friends. I love you. I hope the sound quality of this was better. I (laughs) have... i trying to figure out how to improve the sound quality. Ever since we moved, there's no carpet in my house at all whatsoever. And it's too big of a house. I'm not carpeting it. It's not happening. <laughs> and so there's more of a, an echoey, tinny sound. And I am aware of it and I apologize. And you know what's really funny is that when I was re-listening, I don't often re-listen to my own episodes, but I was re-listening to the, the last one so I could figure out what I wanted to say for this one. And I was like, why does my speech sound so clipped? And I asked my editor and she's like, I'm not, I'm not editing. Like I just edit out the very beginning and the very end. And then she let me know that there's this, like this feature, the editing software that removes filler words. And yes. I like, Oh, that's why. Cause I probably say a lot and like a lot. So I hope the sound quality is better. And Please forgive me for all my filler words. <laughs> and I love you all. Oh, and thank you to everybody who messaged me after the last episode to let me know that you know the, the information resonates with you. Thank you so much. I love you so much. <laughs> Those messages just made my week. And the very last thing I'm going to say is that my goddess support woman Mobile and I got together to reconfigure. I was like, there's something off about the structure of how I'm working. I I I need to reconfigure it and make things more accessible, more people, but at the same time be able to like pay my bills, you know, so I can keep doing this and I'll have to go back to being a midwife or work as a waitress or something. I would never have time to do this. <laughs> would never have time to do this if I had to get another job. So anyway, I just, this is just a little teaser to say that I am like, we've got a plan. We're working on it in the background and it's going to be so fucking dope. I can't wait to share it with you and that's it. Okay. I love you all. Have an amazing week and I'll catch you on the next episode, my beautiful friend.
0: Whether you are just starting out on your spiritual awakening journey or you're ready to dive deep into activating your psychic gifts, I have a complete store ready for you to learn all the things that you are looking for answers to. I have light codes to upgrade and calibrate your consciousness. I have a class on the first 13 dimensions, a class on dark entities, a class on the human ego from a multidimensional perspective and powerful modules and bundles on psychic activation with more classes and courses being added all the time. In fact, I just added three classes about the Christ light frequency and the holographic field that have been selling like wildfire. And I get a ton of messages from people who appreciate this content. I truly love to serve you all. And I do my best to translate all the downloads and transmissions I receive from the Akashic records into this library of information for you. You can find it all at amybelair.com store. Enjoy! Thank you so much for being here with me on this episode. I appreciate you more than my words could ever say. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share, and I will catch you on the next episode.